Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to DIS Podcast. What does DIS stand for? Diary of an International Student. Oh, like yeah. you can see from my shirt, by the way. Oh, hey, look, everybody, look at the shirt. Look, oh, look, that's look awesome. Shirt. Yeah. <laughs> um, my name is AJ. And I am Kim. And we are both your hosts. Oh, I'm the co-host. She's the real host here. Oh, thank you. <laughs> wow. Um, and we are the hosts for the podcast called Diary of International Students. We talk about um, issues, topics, anything relating to uh, international students. Um, Problematics, issues, you know, yeah. what it means to be an international student. Mm-hmm. Um or what it means for an international student to live in the United States while being on their um, student visa, the struggles. And we're also going to be sharing with stories, mm-hmm. all the successes, all the failures, beliefs, and dreams of international students. Mm-hmm. Um, today, um, today too, we have an interesting story. If you want to know more about it, just keep listening to the podcast. It's a very good story of this international student. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so... Guys, um, as you listen to the podcast or even afterwards, don't forget to, you know, also share your stories. Let us know what you think. Mm-hmm. Don't forget to use our hashtag because we do have an hashtag, which we didn't bring it up last episode. I totally <sighs> forgot. Ah! I know. That was me screaming, by the way. So maybe <laughs> we can, like, edit it, like, better. But okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I totally forgot to mention the hashtag before. Mm-hmm. Bad Kim, I know. And the hashtag is hashtag alone I am not because mm. it's important that all international students do understand that you are not alone in the struggles problematics and life that you're living while being on F1 visa it's very very important I am a not I am not alone alone I am not hashtag alone I am not exactly share your story follow us follow our hashtag follow us on Instagram and so on um, don't you know you're not alone out there i am not alone so this is for you too and for also the people who are not international students so they can also ask all the questions that they want to about being an international student in the united states all right let's go yes do it So you ready for this week's topic? Yeah. All right, let's do it. So for episode two, your topic today is going to be about languages and accents in terms of um, stereotypes. And just we're going to talk about words in general, words and sentence structure and how that was differing from you being in Italy versus you being here. Oh, I'm ready. All right. You should probably have like, we should probably have like a, a ring going on like, Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> I'm ready. Okay, okay, okay. So here we go. Okay. <laughs> um, so as you probably are definitely aware by now, um, when you came to America or US, I have an accent. Yes, I'm aware of that. <laughs> nah, all right, all right. Um, there were I'm sure were moments where you maybe did not fully understand. Um, either not the sentence structure but maybe just different sayings that people oh, yeah. say in new york and some people didn't understand what you were saying sometimes Ooh. when you had different words for different types of things so let's uh, start with a general question yeah. all right what do you think 
was the no no I'm not even gonna ask that I'm gonna ask this question first what was the first thing that you can remember where you didn't really understand what that was because it was just a straight up New York thing or a U.S. thing hmm there are so many terms and statements that come mm-hmm, to my mind mm-hmm. just just say any one of them if you can't remember the very first one then what's the one that just pops into your head immediately I think the one that really got me confused for a while was the term chill. Really? Yeah, because I... Okay, so there is... I think... Mm-hmm. To now... To this day now... Yeah. Um, I think there is such a controversy on what the actual term means. In slang, not like in actual English. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes I wanted to see... I wanted to say hang out let's 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 hang out and i've learned that you can also say chill or chill out Mm -hmm. but every time i will use the wrong side like the wrong version of it so you would want to hang out with somebody but you would say let's just chill and they're like no let's go out and Mm -hmm. i'm like but that's exactly (laughs) what i meant okay i see they like the fact that you try and then other people just don't care. Yeah, I mean, like, it it was a struggle, man, especially the first year. I thought I was decent in English, but then, like, when I moved there for my very first year, it was, you know, not good. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's all you had to just, that, that, like, yeah. yep, yep, <laughs> yep. I've, I've started a mess, people. Like, it's, I have started a mess. It's so bad. Um, But, uh, yeah, so... But yeah, so basically, uh, what I was gonna, what I was saying, it, it was a, it was really like a struggle because at first I was not able to understand everything, and as I said, like as I said last week, I was alone. Like I got truth, mm-hmm. it, it was my choice, but also like I did not realize the struggle of what it did until the moment that I got into that bedroom uh, when I was by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, in, bedroom. in the bedroom when i got there my very first day in new york they closed the door behind me and i was like oh now what thank god i was able to like relate with like some you know some italian people that they were there and mm-hmm. it made like like transitioning much easier i tried to ignore the panic but also like trying to like improve my english talking to people it was a struggle the good thing is that the very first two years that i was in new york I was not in an American college. I was in an international school of language mm-hmm. where everyone was an international student. So coming from all around the world. So right. I know you mentioned before accents and that's where it comes out, comes in. So mm-hmm. accent were, were never an issue or a thing until my first year of college. I'm going to stop you right there. What do you mean by issue? What was the issue or at least the main one that you saw? At first, it wasn't really an issue. It just became slowly because everybody would bring it up. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think it's so cool that you have an accent. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, I'm doing is like. That, yeah, is that your wannabe American annoying accent? No. <laughs> okay. No, that's just like how some people actually say it. Oh, right. Yeah, I feel like that. I feel like when I speak, I don't have an accent, and I'm like, regardless of the thought of where you're coming from, from the United States. So every part of the United States do have an accent. There's Virginia, there's Ohio, there's Boston, there's Philly, there's so on. Like, come sure. On. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
I mean, for example, Philly isn't it like oh Boston or something like that. I can't even. We're not gonna even try to go into it. Oh, yeah, perfect. <laughs> um, but you know, like I will. I want to say like you do guys have an accent. You just don't hear it. Like every state in the United States has an accent because it's a different, you know, um, origin. However, that's also because you're not speaking in a foreign language. Mm-hmm. If you were to speak in a foreign language then that you will have an accent yeah english is not my first language and i get it it's so cool that you meet international students <laughs> that you don't get the chance to meet to say oh she's from italy and so on but i am just much more than an accent like not only when it comes to introduction like oh this is kim she's from italy why does the hat to be the first thing that you say because it's so special. It makes you such a special person. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yes and no. Origins are important. But, but it's not it the only thing. Not, it does, it's not the only thing that, do, that will define that. Mm-hmm. There are so many things that influences the person that you are today and the person that you will be tomorrow. Did anyone ever ask you if, I mean, yeah. Did anyone ever ask you how long you've been speaking English for or... Yeah, that's a question said. Well, more than how long you've been speaking English uh, for, it's more the question of, oh, do you guys study English when you when you were in school? Mm-hmm. Like, and that's a that's a leg- legitimate question. Yeah. Like, I, it's it's normal, I guess, because I don't want to brag. I don't like bragging, but I'm assuming it that after a while that I've been here. I can say that I have somewhat of a good English. I mean, you no, understand brag. me. No, brag it. Brag. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. Just get it. Whatever. Um, they don't expect foreign people to have such of a good English. Because people good grammar. do good grammar, good English pronunciation vocabulary. and mm-hmm. so on, vocabulary. Um, I had people telling me, oh, your English is so good, though. Like, it's excellent. I understand everything that you say. Mm-hmm. Uh, luckily, a couple of people apparently are so deaf that they actually say, oh, it's okay, I don't hear your accent. And I'd be like, oh, you okay. deaf? <laughs> <laughs> so you don't want people to just plain out ignore it? It's okay to acknowledge so it. There's a there's a balance. There's a balance. Right. Yeah. So let's talk about languages. Yeah. Right. Um, so you said English is not your first Language. Exactly. What's your first language? Italian. Italian. Italiano. As okay. many would stereotype the thing. Would you like to say something in Italian right now to your audience? Uh, wow. This is like always put me in struggle because like this is a question or, I guess ask a lot. Isn't like say something in Italian. No, and no, no. Then no. You're like, this, this is just to the audience. You don't have to. No, I want to. It's okay. just like that. It, it's like so much. And you're like, I don't know what to say. Just say, what should I say? I, I, I don't know what you're going to say. So just say it. Maybe I can sing. No, okay. I get it. No, well, singing. Go ahead and it's sing. Okay. Go ahead no, and no, sing. No, no, it's no, okay. no. It's okay. Do it. Roma non fa la stupida stasera. Dame una mano a di no. Okay. I heard a stupid in there. Did you say Did you say stupid? No. <laughs> okay. Well, See? at one point I did. Wow. Okay. I know that. Do you know that? No? Yep. He didn't know that. He didn't know that either. Okay. So, um, thank you for telling that to your audience. No problem. Yeah. I hope you guys uh, liked it. Let me know what you think. Should it be a singer? <laughs> I probably suck at it. But no, yeah. it's fine. 
Um, so well, yeah, your like, ears so, are still alive. So. Like you said, Italian is your first language. Yes. Um, may I ask how long you've been speaking English? So or te- teaching yourself English or being taught English and etc. So in Italy, they start teaching you English around media school um mm-hmm. or background okay so the way the school system goes outside of like kindergarten kindergarten and mm-hmm. you know oh you don't have to go too far into the system but you know it's, it's quick so it's like five years of elementary school three years of media school and then five years of high school and then okay. you go to you know university or college whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it so in italy i want to say somewhat of elementary school that's when i started having like a memory of like being taught english in school okay so i started listening elementary school maybe late elementary school then it was the three years in like media school and then five years of high school throughout the five years of high school i've also done some uh, study abroad program we can say um, there were some summer vacation, uh, study vacation, you know, two weeks during the summer, um, mm-hmm. here and now, like here and then, like across the, the world, I guess. And then there was also, I took part to a simulation of the United Nations that like it was a high school program that we yeah, do, cool. you know, exchange. It was pretty cool. It was a pain in the butt sometimes. I, I understood that that's, that's why, you know, that made me understand that politics is maybe not for me. Okay. <laughs> it's not my field. All right. Uh, but yeah, so probably since I was a kid. But when it got better, it was definitely when I moved. Um, after the first year, I moved to New York. Because over there, I was, mm-hmm. you know, comparing to speaking in classes. Or occasionally, like, which it will never happen. Mm-hmm. I went to from that to actually speaking in 24-7. So I was kind of forced. To the point that nowadays, when I am here, I do speak in English. Are there still things that you struggle with right now? I mean, I know how to, this is going to sound super weird. I know how to count in English, of course, because mm-hmm. otherwise I wouldn't be able to like be here. Mm-hmm. But when I count in English in, in aloud, I can't keep going past a certain number. I had to swap to Italian. And sometimes I don't even notice it. So I would be like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, dieci, undici, dodici. Like it will go oh, without like without even thinking about it. Yeah, because I guess I, be, I guess because like, I, I get tired. I don't know. Or maybe because yeah. I don't have a good relationship with math, with mathematics. Yeah, I feel that <laughs> math, math's a lot. <laughs> but okay, so you have trouble with numbers sometimes, and yeah, and so that that's basically it. it yeah, I mean, like, outside of some pronunciation of some words, maybe I get confused. Okay. But you know what's funny? I have the struggle of speaking Italian sometimes. Okay, explain. <laughs> You're like, how is... <laughs> oh, my gosh. Explain. Well, right. think about this. Um, in, mm-hmm. Try to put yourself in my shoes, right? You. I don't fit your shoes. I am <laughs> not going <laughs> to... Sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> try to put yourself in my shoes. Mm-hmm. You have lived in the United States your entire life. Yes. And then one day you decide to move abroad, say sure. in Spain, right? Okay. For example. Beautiful place. So, exactly. So you eventually have to learn the local language, so mm-hmm. Spanish. You can't really keep going by speaking only English. Sure. And eventually that happens because 24-7 you speak Spanish. But that also means that the more Spanish you speak, the less time you spend in speaking English. Correct. So it just so happens that sometimes when it comes to swapping back to English, because mm-hmm. it's been a while, you haven't forgotten it. Mm-hmm. 
because you can't really forget your like you know uh, native language mm-hmm. but you have some struggle struggles to like swap back hmm. because you're probably used to speaking spanish 24 7 you probably used to think in spanish at this point too so it's hard to go back to a language that for as much as your native language it's hard to swap it back mm-hmm. you tell you tell me if this is correct because um i had someone that I was talking to the other day, and this is how they said that they do it. They're bilingual, so they speak both uh, English and Spanish. They no. Said, let me ask you this. Sorry to cut you sure. off. When when you mean to say bilingual, are we talking about nat- native bilingual or like one language is the main language? The main um, language? No, no. The the Spanish is their first language. Okay. And then they learn English afterwards. Yeah. Um, they are from Mexico. They said Mexico, that. Mexico. Yes. Yeah, Mexico. They said that when. Um, they started speaking a lot more English. Like you said, they started forgetting Spanish words every once in a while. Yeah. But the way that it works for them is that um, whenever they are asked to translate anything, they would read the sentence, which would be, I guess, English, for example. And then they would go, okay, wait, this word is this in Spanish. This word is this in Spanish. This word is this. Okay, yeah, no, I remember now. And then they would say the whole thing in Spanish. And then if they do it in Spanish, where they read a Spanish thing and they have asked to translate it, they go, uh, it's basically this, and then they would just say it that way. Okay, um, whoever your friend is, mm-hmm. I want to say thank you for <laughs> bringing that up. I'm not going to ask for your friend's name, but I'm okay. going to ask you, is is it girl or it's a guy? Is it girl? Mm-hmm. Lady, love, <laughs> darling, thank you for bringing that up. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And that's a problem not only in the United States, it's a problem also back at home. Or I think you can, and maybe I'm generalizing. So if you guys want to get mad at me for like generalizing, that's fine. But that's a struggle that I encounter every time. There is a, a big misbelief or a myth that say that makes people think that just because you speak more than one language, you're able to be a translator. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, mm-hmm. absolutely not. Say why? Give me a second. Oh, sure. I'm sorry. As in like, I get it. We both speak languages, but it requires so much like discipline. Like, forget it. Like, it, it does. We will be happy. Well, somewhat of happy to help you translating, but you cannot ask us to be an official translator. You cannot ask us to be a, a simultaneous um, uh, translator. There is so much discipline. People start, think about this. And this is not only for, like, this is, I get really, like, frustrated get, when it comes no, to get, this. Get ranty. Go. Go. Do it. It's not a problem only, this particular part of the translation is not, I'm pretty sure it's not only struggles when it comes to international students, but also for people who speak more than one language. So whether you're a native, like, English speaker and you speak also Spanish, Italian, or other languages, and when they ask you to automatically translate that, that's kind of, like, annoying. But also because you need to realize that people do study to become translators. It's a discipline. It requires a lot of work. It's true. That is because you think that we can automatically go through, in our mind, go to from one language to, uh, to another simultaneously. Hell no. Excuse my French, but hell no. Just because we speak natively um, Italian and English is not our first language, but yet we speak it so well, it doesn't mean that we can spend time, like help you out so easily in translating. And yet our like work will not be exceptional compared to the one translator. 
people really work so hard to be a translator. Like you need to understand also this. Like I'm trying to defend translators as well. I'm kind of like all over the place, but no, you know, no, I feel it's, like it's all, no, it's I'm all, having it's all important. My, it's all important. I am having like my <laughs> renting moment. You know what? Like let's replay that the the, the dong right there. Like exactly. Mm-hmm. My gloves are on. I'm ready to fight whoever is like contrary to uh, to this. We should have like a live line, like you know, somebody calling us and be like, "I don't agree with you," but yeah. Devil's advocate. Oh, okay. You want to do this? Yeah. Devil's advocate. Yeah. Um, that just sounds to me like you need to understand English better. <sighs> no, because uh, what you don't realize is that uh, simultaneously, simultaneous translation. It means that in a matter of not even a second, you need to be able to hear that person speaking, mm-hmm. translate that. So go from that language in your mind. So say you're talking in English, right? And I had to translate to Olivier in Italian, right? Mm-hmm. So you're talking to me in English. So that means I'm thinking in English right now. But mm-hmm. at the same time, in a matter of not even a quarter of a second, I have to then start translating it to Italian and then start thinking in Italian and put those thoughts in Italian words. Mm-hmm. In the matter of second, because that's simultaneous translation. We're not used to that. It's, it's, it's really not a matter of like knowing English perfectly. Mm-hmm. Well, it does, but still. You, there is like a thought process that you need to go through. Like it's a, You have to train your brain for that. But also... Just because we're like speaking in English, it doesn't mean that we're like, it doesn't work that way. To prove that point even more, they say that you start speaking and like you can actually recognize the the level of proficiency of your language, of that foreign language, Mm -hmm. if you start thinking in that language. I don't think in Italian like all the time, to be honest with you. Um, I I yeah. legitimately don't. Mm-hmm. When I speak in English, I speak English. You know, like mm-hmm. I sp- when I speak in English, I think in English. Um, so okay. yeah, it's just okay. All I right. can get it later. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I was gonna say. Oh, so when I, when I speak in English, um, I think in English. I think in English when I'm in here. It requires a trained thought a process. It's like a discipline, people. that People don't realize it. Mm-hmm. And because we're so used to thinking one language, even when it comes to translating that is not simultaneous, it requires a little bit of time. But also because, just because we are not familiar to swapping back and forth to from one language to another. It's very hard, people. It's very, very hard. And this is taken for granted not only in the United States, as I said before, but also in like other countries. And I know that for experience. Like when I go back home, people ask me all the time, and I'm like, "Yeah, I can do that. You just need to give me a little bit of time because it's not. I'm not a prof- right. like a professional." Mm-hmm. Why do you think there are embassies that I hire, like embassy consulates and so on, that hires professional translators, and people do study for that? There's a reason for it. You know what I mean? I didn't understand everything you just said. Yes. <laughs> so you're very passionate. No, no, I'm glad you're very passionate because it is a thing that people don't understand. It's and a stereotype that needs to be that needs to be addressed. That's for sure. And you're addressing it right now. Yeah. So good. <laughs> okay. Cool. You good? You got yes. it all out? Yes. A little bit. All right. Good. Cool. Um, 
Now, I need you to translate this sentence for me. Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> um, That's why you were asking. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, thank you for that. Because that was one of the things I was going to bring up, but you brought it up yourself. And you already said it. It was maybe it. All, over, all over the place. No, no, My no, passion you, was you, coming out of me. I'm said, like, I'm sweaty right now, people. You like. said everything you needed to say. So, it's okay. Um, so, now I want to focus on, like, the... I guess the phrases that you used to hear that you just you just didn't know and things that sounded weird to you. Um, can you give me any examples of any words that or, or sentences or phrases that you heard besides the one you sent, you sent me earlier that you were just like, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. And then when you did hear it, you would go either one, oh, okay, that makes sense. Or you would go, no, that still doesn't make sense, but okay. Oh. Uh, I can't, my, my brain is so empty right now. It wasn't empty a moment ago. Um, here, I'll give you an example. Um, for, uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. We're in New York. Yeah. There are stereotypical sayings that you would say, or phrases that people say is New York phrases. Yeah. Oh, but, you know what? But, but anyone, but anyone can really say it. It doesn't matter. He's, okay. So yeah, sorry to carry you Yeah. Because I just thought of something. Well, that one, it's, it's easy. And honestly, I always, go ahead, start, start I easy. always thought myself as a very easily adapting person. Like when it comes to like cultures and languages, mm -hmm. like when I, I didn't even have an issue with New York streets being in, in blocks, like they were squares. Mm hmm. And people asked me going to Italy, they were like, oh, so is there anything I need to know about Rome? Like the city particular? I don't even think about the difference. And then I got, when, mm. I, when, when they went to Rome, they realized mm -hmm. there was a whole lot different. They told me, why didn't you tell me that? I was like, what do you mean? Well, in New York, the, the, the streets are named by number. They don't really have only names. Top of Manhattan, but yeah. Mm -hmm. But um, in Italy, Every street, and that's not only room, every street, it's after a name. Yeah. They don't go by by number. Mm -hmm. So people were like, who went there, they were like very confused about the system, how it would work. Because mm -hmm. in New York, if you're going up by number, that means you're going uptown. But if you're going down, that means you're going downtown. Yeah. So they were able to orient themselves in New York, but not in Rome. Mm -hmm. There's no such a thing. Rome just, is just a mess. Yeah, just so people understand, um, Manhattan, the upper part of Manhattan is in a grid. So it is in numbers for the upper part of Manhattan. Yeah. And the bottom part is where it gets tricky. It gets yeah. uh, it starts doing winding roads, which is similar to Rome. Yes. And stuff. So that's what you're talking about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but going back actually to languages. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, there was one thing. There you go. The terminology food drunk or food coma. Food coma. Okay. Do you, do you have a different saying that in Italian? Apparently, we do say translate in that way, but it's like it sounds completely different. Hmm. Like the meaning, it's that one. We say it's like it sounds like much longer comparing to to English. Okay. So in Italian, I think it would be so food. We don't really have food coma. Mm -hmm. The way I said it, well, no, um, it's fine. <laughs> we don't really have food coma in Italian. We have food drunk. Mm -hmm. So we can actually say ubriaco di cibo. Ubriaca di cibo depends mm -hmm. if you're a guy or a girl, like, okay. you know, female or male. Um, but full common, we don't have it. I'm pretty huh. sure of that. Okay. What about, okay, so I'm just gonna, I'm gonna throw out phrases at you. Yeah. And you just tell me if you know it or if you don't know it or if you heard it before, etc. Okay. Um, so you said chill. Um, you said food coma. What about uh, facts? 
facts. Oh, I think、mm-hmm. like oh facts. That's facts.、Mm-hmm. See, I, that I've learned it like when I was already in college. But it wasn't. It kind of. That's what I'm saying. That's、mm-hmm. why I was telling you before. I feel like I'm easy. I'm a person that adapts easily、mm-hmm. to the culture. I don't even ask. It just got into me. And I guess by instinct, I understood what that meant, which is true. Yeah, like, I mean, when you, use、so、it, real, when you use it、like、in a sentence, or even without it in a sentence, when someone says something and they go facts, you're like, I wasn't like okay, that. Okay, okay. <laughs> like we're、yeah. just more like, oh, cool.、Mm-hmm. Like you know, like I assimilated、mm-hmm. like very like right away.、Mm-hmm. But I know that you know that's a struggle. That can can actually be a struggle for international students too. Like you know, it is. They,、mm-hmm. It definitely is because they have to adjust themselves to like a whole other culture,、mm-hmm. or even like. I feel like for me it's a struggle when I go back home, and I'm like, I really want to say facts, but it's like, just do it. What's stopping you? I mean, I I could say I don't mind.、Mm-hmm. Just no no one will understand you, but、exactly. you'll understand you. It just doesn't have the same. And that's important. And you can't even <laughs> say you can't even you cannot even translate in Italian. I mean, like you understand what it means, and that's the actual meaning,、mm-hmm. but it wouldn't give the same effort. Just like there are some statements in Italian or like some you know idiomatic expression. In Italian, they will not have the same like meaning in English.、Mm-hmm. They have the same meaning, but it just doesn't give the same mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. the same thing. So here is the thing. Sure. People, tell us,、um, you know, to our listeners out there, international students in particular,、um, if you guys have a story, like share your opinion when it comes to translating, for example, well, and generalization when it comes to accent and so on. But、um, also, let us know what is what are some words that you guys think you know that you struggle with from English to your language, like、mm-hmm. in this, like like we just did. Were you able to use facts right away, or true story, or chill, hang out?、Um, I'm trying to think of like what idiomatic expression I can think of anything. I have another question I want、yeah. to ask you.、Um, When you did come here, and people started realizing that you had this accent, and, you, and that English wasn't your first language, etc.,、mm-hmm. did people ever expect something of you in terms of language? But besides the whole,、um, besides the whole、uh, translating thing, did they expect you to、uh, talk a certain way? Did they expect you to not understand certain things that you did understand? Did teachers do that to you?、Um, huh? Or was it random、huh. people on the street? Ha! It's funny how you like going to that.、Um, mm-hmm. So I am not gonna say where this teacher、mm-hmm. actually is from, out of respect、uh, for whatever this teacher is from, and so on.、Mm-hmm. Um, I had a situation where one day I was in class, and、um, this teacher just brought us back a test that we took. And I remember I did not do that do well in、okay. the um in the test, and just to give a, a quick background, I、mm-hmm. was the only one in that class that would participate every time, ask questions, you know, like make comments and so on. I have never missed a class. I was the only one be active in that class. And I'm not say to brag,、uh, just because it is truth, and I will it's always it's facts, <laughs> just like it's facts that I will always sit down in the very front row、mm-hmm. every time, taking notes and everything. I've studied hard for that class, so of course I was upset for me feeling. Granted, that was the first test in English that I had,、mm-hmm. but yeah. So basically, this professor was commenting. 
or teacher, whatever, was commenting on how this teacher was surprised that not everyone did well on the test. Whereas nobody could actually maybe talk as much. They had the right to complain. Mm -hmm. I have decided to stood up and to stand up and say, because I knew I was the only one participating in the class. He, he noticed me. He knew I was like putting effort into the class and, and so on. Like he, I have a perfect attendance. I could not, nothing could get back at me as in comments wise. That's what I thought at least. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, I have studied hard. I've read the chapters. I participated in class, yet I did not do well on the test. This professor or teacher said, maybe because you're a special case. What? If I, if I was not the only special case in the class, I was the only one, the only special case who spoke. So, yes. <sighs> okay. And he didn't explain what he's meant. He was just like, you're a special we case. We met it. a little after for that. Um, I mean, a, a few days later, I think, in his, in his office. And you know what the situation where it's kind of like, I'm going to compare this to dating. It's like when um, a girl is mad at a guy and then she confronts him about him, about it. And the guy starts explaining and... It's one of the situations where at the moment the explanation makes sense and mm -hmm. then she leaves the room and the conversation is done thinking that the thing is like the, the problem is solved but then she realized that what he just said does not make any sense. But you were, this was too late because you left the room already. Exactly. Okay. Same exact situation. Mm -hmm. And I believe the explanation was, uh, what was it? Oh, I did not mean to say it like that. I meant to say it because you have a different point of views. You're special because you have more extra point of views. And I was like, in that, in that moment, the way this professor, this teacher put it was so logical in the moment. Then I got out and I was more confused You're than like, before. Wait a minute. This guy's not logical at all. Yeah. Mm hmm. So. Um, we're going to wrap it up a little bit. Leave one more question. Um, yeah. So today, if you wanted anyone to take away anything about language and phrases in terms of international students and their way of thinking, uh, what would you want to tell your audience right now? When it comes to like way of thinking related to languages? Yes. Mm -hmm. mm. Anything you want to get out? Like I know you just finished ranting, but <laughs> anything else you want to get out? Things that are really important that they understand right now? So to international students, I just want to say, don't give up. Uh, don't listen to the comments and so on. You're going to get them. Uh, some people don't even realize what the effect of those comments are have on you. If it's reasonable to, to reason with these people, then explain to them that, you know, it kind of bothers them, bothers you. Um, read the room, basically, whether to approach the situation or not. But don't, don't let the comments, you know, let you down. Your English, if it's not that great, your English is going to get better with time. You are in a place where you can actually talk English 24-7. So by nature, by force, like eventually it will have to get better. One tip I can tell you is it's good to hang out with somebody from your own country. Keep that like friendship, of course. But also do effort to get out of your own country as country friends as well. Mm-hmm. 
it's good for yourself not only for the language but also for the mentality and so on and it's going to help you a lot when it comes to learning or improving english or whatever language you're、mm-hmm. trying to improve now when it comes to the non-international students because i know there are some people listening who are not international students、right. uh, be mindful we we do have an accent respect that Acknowledge it, but don't acknowledge it right away, or don't make it like a huge deal. Just don't be like, "Oh, this is my friend, and this friend is from Italy, Paris, and so on." Just be a little later, like, "Oh yeah, I forgot to mention, like, my friend is, you know, is not from here." Sometimes it's nice to say, "Oh, they're not from here," just to let them, let your friends know they might not speak a good English.、Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean they don't have to talk to them. And I'm going on and on, but it just like keeps in my mind as well. You're、um, really passionate about this topic. I because I've been in the situations, man, where they will be like either not talk to me, or I've been to the other side of the shoe of the, of 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 the room too, like on the other side of the street too, where I will. I was the friend who did not speak proper English at first, and they will either not talk to me, or they will like. Act dumb with me and so on. And when it comes to like English, do you understand、oh、what、gosh. I'm saying? Yes, <laughs> but I've also been on the other side too, where I would bring somebody, you know, among my friends.、Um, we're talking about Italian friends or family who did not speak Italian, and you know, I had situation. Maybe some people were kidding about it, but I always hated that. I always hated how they were like. It has happened before where they're like, "No, I'm not speaking English," or I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm here to relax. I'm not, I'm not gonna talk in English. Like, you know, this kind of mentality that really gets on my nerves. I understand when you're in a group situation, but just leave them outside like that. No, absolutely not. I try my best to include always everyone, regardless of the language, and I don't like it when I'm left out because my first ang- my first language is not English. So I've always, you know, like, be mindful. Talk to your internationals, to your friends who are international students. Ask them what they feel comfortable about.、Um, give them if you're bringing them into an environment where there is the the language is going to be spoken, spo- the language spoken will be in English. You don't have a perfect English like me right now. <laughs>、mm-hmm. uh, ask them. Or let give a heads up. Listen, their English is very, very, very like it's gonna be mainly English. Are you comfortable with that? Do you want me to let them know if you know whether you are, if you are international student or not?、Mm-hmm. Let's talk to them about it. Be, have an open communication. It's like you got, we gotta stick in this together. We are here to have an amazing、um, F one visa experience. So let's let's do it. Like let's do it together. It's so awesome what you can get from an open communications. Be mindful of them. Ask them. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Have an open communications about it. But international students also get out of your shell too. Like don't only limit yourself with Italian people. If you're Italian, Spanish. If you're Hispanic, Spanish. Hispanic.、Um, if you're Hispanic, because there is a difference.、Mm-hmm. Let's acknowledge that too, and so on. Just. You know, try to involve yourself. Don't I know it's, it can be terrifying, like to speak with something in a language that's not yours. But just get out of there. Try to push yourself outside outside the limits. It's a lie. Yes. No. Just whatever you wanted to say.、Um, you know, also, I was expecting something like, like preach, but you know. Well, 
yes, preach, obviously, but <laughs> I, was, I, was just, I was just letting you rip off your dome. It's fine. Um, <laughs> it's all good. Um, also, to be fair, English is just a really difficult language in general. It's one of the hardest languages in the world. And the way we talk sometimes, we, I know we don't make sense all the time. So just don't worry. Don't worry. You guys, relax. It's point of view in the end. Hmm? It's point of view in the end. Well, the English English is a hard language. Maybe because I've always been, I've always been, and this this applies to me. It's not a general issue or a general situation and so on. Absolutely. Maybe because I've been always more inclined for languages, mm-hmm. and English has not been hard for me. It always made sense. But it's also true that, you know, there are things that don't make sense, but there it can also be vice versa for you learning in another language, like yeah. Italian, for, for example. Mm-hmm. I had, like, situations where I, when I was tutoring Italian, people were, like, looking at me with, you know, question marks faces, as in, like, I don't understand how this makes sense. And, so. then, and then you tell them, you have to go to your doctor because your face is a question mark. <laughs> but, you know, whatever. But, yeah, so... We're good? Yes. We're good. All right. Thanks for doing all these uh, question answer thingies with me Not today. Not Yeah. All right. So let's get on with the next part. So as some of you might already know, Diary of International Students is not only my diary, but it's also our international students' diary. Mm-hmm. Indeed, it's not only my experiences and stories that we are going to be shared, in this case, for this episode, we are going to listen to John's story. John. Let's, yes. Let's yeah. call him John. That's yeah. that's his name. And John has a very interesting story. Uh, I really like this this one. He has a particularity from where John is from or is not. Or maybe he is. Mm. What do I mean with that? Just listen to it. Listen to the next part of the episode and you'll figure it out. Exactly. Uh, Want to just jump right into it? Yes. All right. Without further ado, this is the interview with John. Enjoy. Hi, John. Thank you so much for coming with us today. Thank you for participating um, in this project with us. Um, well, let's just start from the basics. First off, uh, what is your major? Uh, what brought you to the United States? And how long ago did you come to the United mm-hmm. States? So, um, my, my major is finance. I graduated actually my bachelor's um, this past May in finance and I'm going for my fifth year with an MBA with a double concentration in finance and business analytics. And about coming to the United States, I came to U.S. four years ago and the, the reason why I came to U.S. is because while I was in juniors, when I was a teenager, I was playing professional tennis. And during that time, I was also looking for colleges and so on. And the head coach at the time that was at Maori University actually came on a recruiting trip around, around Europe. And at some point, he came to, to Romania to, to actually watch me play. And he was very convincing. Plus, a good friend of mine was already in the women's tennis team here. And she gave me more arguments to come to St. John's because it's a great atmosphere. It's in New York. It's diverse. It's a very good school, academic, academically speaking, and I know that just did a trick and convinced me to come to St. John's. Okay. What country are you from? I'm so sorry. I'm originally from Transylvania, Romania, but my family and I moved to Canada six years ago, uh, so I'm having a dual citizenship. I'm Romanian and a Canadian. 
did you ever struggle with the fact that you have an accent? Did people ever bring it up? Did it ever bother you? Mm. Uh, the part with the accent, actually, I've met it the first time when I was actually a teenager and I was playing tournaments in all, all over Europe and obviously you have to speak in English because that's the international language that everyone speaks. But And that was the moment, actually, I felt like unnatural and probably I felt a bit embarrassed just because of my accent, but I, throughout the years I just tr started to embrace it and felt like it was part of my background, it's part of me. So I... You have the accent, but you also can you can improve your vocabulary. You can you can be more fluent in conversations. And one of the first things that actually uh, someone else that was actually from East Europe as well taught me is that talk clear, talk slowly, and everything is gonna be fine. It doesn't matter the accent; people will understand you. I I know what you're talking about. Um, I've got yelled many times <laughs> because I tend to speak too fast. Yeah. Can you describe a little bit more about being feeling out out of place? Mm, it was just uh, just because even even though like they, everyone was trying was respectful and like, was trying to be familiar with me like they uh, they didn't feel like they had uh, too many topics in common to talk to me about and uh, also it was just because it was just feeling, feeling feeling like oh like you're just passing by you're not gonna be you're gonna not stay here for long so why we should be your friends and things like that. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> that is a very strong reaction. Uh, mm -hmm. um, you are an international student and mm -hmm. you are also are an athlete. Uh, yeah. Now, I have to ask this question. Many, um, many knows the stereotype of being an athlete mm -hmm. and some might know also stereotypes about being an international student. Did you ever find that these two coming together were applied to you? If yes, how? Hmm. Um, well, actually, when I since the beginning when I came, like the international student was also let's say on a plan B, just because I said like it's a very diverse institution in general. It's it's actually a very diverse city. Um, so I felt like being an athlete actually highlighted me more than actually being an international student just because <laughs> it was one of the f one of the best experiences that I've actually I actually felt in here in the US just be like athletes are respected and um, like in a much much higher level than back in Europe which is actually in my opinion a little sad just because I was an athlete all my life <laughs> um so Let's go and talk about cultural shock, for example. Mm -hmm. What is, what aspect or what was your worst cultural shock experience for you? The grid system. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, all the twisted and small, small streets that you have in Europe and you don't, you don't have them here. I just feel like, I'm just, I'm just kidding. It's like, actually the first cultural shock that I had was... Uh, was actually the first day when I came to New York when I, I was actually like visiting with my parents because obviously what do you do when you come to New York? You just visit the most touristic thing that you can find in New York, which is Times Square. So that was my cultural shock. A lot of people, a huge place comparing to the old European sizes and European standards. And, you know, like it's very overwhelming when I'm, because for example, like even even when I moved to Canada, like I was uh, wearing from, we're in a small town and like back home, my hometown is a small town as well. We have, we have like what? 200,000 people. Oh, okay. Comparing to millions here. So, like, 
obviously it was it was that was that was my shock my cultural shock the first one let's talk about you know like financial aspect for example specifically connected to the health system one of the most complaints that we hear is that the the health system in the United States is actually very expensive comparing to what it could be um, in Europe. Have you ever struggled with that? Mm, well, we, what's it called, like, I actually felt, we felt it the first time as a family when we moved to Canada, just even though, like, Canada had, like, the public health healthcare system that actually helps a little bit more. But obviously, comparing to Romania, which is a small country, and, like, this, and the, the minimum income is very low, like, you you used to a price you used to something and then you move you move to a North American country and actually they're famous as you said like for having high prices for like the insurance for the healthcare system and so on so like I felt like it was a bit of a shock and we like I might have struggled a little bit in the beginning but like in the end like I had to change my mentality and I had to adapt the situation and to the fact that I'm not living back home anymore. I'm living. I'm living in U.S. I'm living in Canada. I'm living in North America. So, like, that's that's the price that I have to pay. That makes sense. So, um, we all know the typical statement, the famous statement, the American dream. Mm-hmm. Do you have an American dream? Um, if yes, what it what does it look like? Mm. Um was actually one of my dreams since I was a kid to uh, to live in New York, to move in New York. So, and just because like I was watching so many movies and obviously like if you watch 80-90% of the movies happen in New York, as you can see. And uh, I was out and like once I got older and I started like studying because like, but like, what's it called? My mom's side, like my grand my grandfather and my grandmother, they all worked in finance or in accounting. So like I I was actually predisposed for actually working in finance and business but what I studied and so like once I got older I uh, I was dreaming more and more about like walking on Wall Street working at Wall Street and so on so I feel like my American dream for me was like coming from East European country that actually they're just trying they're just like developing their stock exchange there is actually to to learn how the stock exchange works and have to work there and where's the best place to do that it's in New York Okay, so John, thank you so much for coming today, for sharing your experience, mm-hmm. and you'll be able to listen to us on the podcast. Of um, but thank you again so much. No problem. Thank you. All right, and that is our episode. How do you feel about that one? It was pretty good. It was pretty intense. I feel you like you were I... pretty intense. <laughs> You, I'm pretty sure you were about to like hide out, like no, hide I was, under I was, the table. I was getting nervous. I was getting a little scared that you're gonna throw a glass in my face, but it's okay. So well, you're lucky there was no glass around me. Yeah, no, no, I'm just kidding. Didn't. I will never. I will never. <laughs> um, probably at Olivier, but yeah, I mean. <laughs> so once again, this was a uh, episode specifically talking about languages, talking about um, different types of stereotypes when it comes to being a translator, being uh, different phrases when. Um, in terms of changing it from your native language yeah. to English, vice versa. What does that mean to you? How does it change your perspective of where you live and all that good stuff? Um, but yeah, it was a very good episode, guys. I really, we both, mm-hmm. forget about the I, <laughs> we both want to thank you so much yes. for listening to to us, to support us, and don't forget to like let us, to write a review about the podcast, Reviews, by the way. Give us some stars. Five is great. No, four is also pretty great. 
let's keep it at those. But you know, it's up to you. So, exactly. So um, I think it's it's an amazing uh, thing. Mm-hmm. Like you know, five stars. You know,、mm-hmm. six stars, seven stars. I don't、um, know if it goes that high. I don't, I don't know if it. I don't know if it does that. Oh well, whatever. Whatever. So hey, where's our podcast on? What's、Please. the handle? Give us that handle. Oh yeah, because we're also available on Instagram, people. Ready?、Mm-hmm. The handle is very easy. It's dis underscore pod. Dis underscore pod. Where can they find you though? Oh me!、Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you for asking. You're so sweet.、Um, I'm so, just doing my job. Excellent.、Mm-hmm. Okay. You can <laughs> find me on Twitter and Instagram with the handle Cam underscore Nitty. Again, Cam underscore Nitty. How about you, AJ? Where can I find you? Ah,、uh, you can't find me anywhere. I'm a ghost.、Oh. Just kidding. So,、um, you、oh. can find me on Twitter at、uh, Ace A C E X. S O U L Tama T A M A, or you can find me on Instagram at A J X A A C E X Soul. It's a lot of it's a lot of X's in there. I like my X's. I like my A's. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine.、Uh, but yeah. So reviewers.、Uh, oh, and also one more thing before、mm. I forget.、Sure. If you guys want to share your stories, comments, and so on, we can also find us and、um, on our Gmail. Which I'm gonna go at the top of my mind is info dot dis podcast at gmail dot com. Say it one more time. Info dot dis podcast at gmail dot com. Info dot dis podcast podcast at gmail at gmail yes dot com yes. Oh, well there you go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Perfect. That was it, guys. Thank you so much for listening to us. We'll talk to you next week. Have a great morning and noon and night. See ya.